Media MD, your fortnightly Doof Network dose of media that you have somehow missed. I'm Ruben Morehouse. And I'm Elliot Diebold. And this fortnight, we are back to talk about Dollhouse. Uh, yeah. The TV show. So, I guess let's start with the plot summary. Dollhouse yeah. is a show that operates in a world where there is a urban legend of something called the Dollhouse. Um, mm-hmm. And everyone's already kind of heard of it by by the start of the show, <laughs> which is fun. I, I don't know. Is this a real urban legend that exists in like LA or? I don't. I don't think so. But I do like how that's introduced. Like that's not really something that's addressed until I think it's like episode five or six, where there's like a documentary about yeah. the dollhouse, and it's just they're, they're doing asking like people on, on the street, street interviews. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's the way that they sell this idea to you that the the dollhouse is something that exists in the public consciousness in this universe. Yeah, which um, is funny. I quite like it. Yeah, and I like how, how they wait a little to introduce it. Like, they get you accustomed with the dollhouse before they sort of say, okay, now just so you know, everyone sort of everyone knows about this too. It. It's like a Bigfoot level. Uh, anyway, the dollhouse yeah. is a place where people are taken and their brains are wiped so they forget who they are, and then new personalities are implanted upon them so that they, with all of their very being, think that this is who they are. Um, and what is this marvellous technology used for? Mainly prostitution, but some other stuff too. Uh, yeah, I and mean, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and so we follow a group of uh, of uh, dolls, they're called, bodies that have different personalities implanted, uh, mainly one called Echo, uh, through her various adventures, including uh, adventures that run into an evil doll called Alpha, who had a mental breakdown where... All of his personalities got implanted one over the other, which basically manifests itself as a kind of disassociative identity disorder kind of thing. Um, And he's bad. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Well, uh, so how far in the show did you get? Okay. Yeah. So I'm up to season two, episode 10. Oh, I just finished episode 10. Okay. So So I almost finished the entire show, but I didn't quite get there. I've just mentally realized, because those last three episodes, there's a lot of big stuff that happens. So I'm just making sure I I, I know what you know and what you don't, I guess. Yeah. So the last big twist that I found out is that the dollhouse is kind of like a The Matrix, where they are using all these bodies of people as computers which is a weird twist honestly um uh yeah well i mean you know it's a specific kind of people so people who they really want to punish get sent to the attic throughout the whole show and it's really Mm -hmm. in season two episode 10 you find out what the attic is and it's a sort of networked uh supercomputer parallel thing um which I, i would think makes no sense except the show has kind of spent two seasons establishing that they can program brains very easily so it does kind of make sense that they could yes uh program but like it's weird that it manifests as a matrix thing on the inside like that doesn't really compute but it makes for a good story so i kind of give it yeah it does okay i i think i kind of felt like the plot went a bit off the rails in season two because one of the things that i liked about this show is it's kind of got this one it's it's kind of a very it feels quite down to earth There's one big Mm. technology that they've got, right? We're in something that is analogous to the present day or, you know, five or ten years ago. Yeah. Um, But they have this one big new technology, which is the ability to, you know, replace people's brains with other people's brains, right? Yeah. Um, And that's... That's it. And all of the... All of the conflict and all of the plot comes from the implications of this one piece of technology, which I quite like. It's, It's quite a nice way to do a show where it's just like... 
it's the the world that we live in, except one thing is different, right? Yeah, and I, mean, I, I agree. There are a lot of sci-fi things that work. Like, like Orphan Black is another great show that did the sort of the same thing. There was yeah, there was cloning, and apart from that, everything's normal. It's just like one technological advancement, and that's the focus of the story, sort of thematically and and everything. Yeah, it lets it stay grounded. Um, yeah, which led to in season two. When they diverge from that a bit, uh, more and more technology gets introduced as kind of other dollhouses around the world have different technological advancements. Hmm. And then we get to episode 10 with the attic, which is basically just a whole other thing as well. Um, Yeah. So I need to check, um, but I think it was like with four or five episodes to go. So right around where where the attic episode is that Hmm. they found out they weren't going to get a season three. And it's right mm. around that time. There is a shift in the show because suddenly it's a bit like Serenity, the movie that finished Firefly. There's like a, a season and a half's worth of plot kind of uh, compressed into a handful of episodes. And, and much like Serenity, like I don't hate it. I still think it's great. But there is a sense as you're watching it like this is great. But like you can tell they're really just like, you know, bulldozing through it. Yeah, I get that. I get that feeling because I, I kind of had that. I don't know. I, I think I liked the first season a lot more than I liked the second season. I, I found I, that rewatching it the last few weeks as well. And, and, and sorry to interrupt, but like I think no. the the other part of that for me, as you mentioned, season two kind of has to diverge a bit more from that simple premise. And I think part of yeah. that is because of what they do to Echo at the start of season two. Yeah, I think this is one of my main things is Echo's just not as interesting in season two and doesn't have as much to do right um i wrote down in my notes i feel like eliza dushku hasn't had that much to eliza dush do in season two oh, i thought i'd just say that <laughs> stupid line that i wrote down <laughs> i'm glad you worked it in organically yeah, um, yeah thanks <laughs> uh no I, I yeah it's because it's really right at the start of season two they establish now that echo is is coming into her own and is is becoming yeah. this thing that is sort of you know a big a big thread of the series that she's a bit special um yeah in that she she sort of is starting all of, she's sort of going through what alpha di- did but in a less psychotic way yes and, and she she's becoming this sort of conglomerate personality and I think the problem with that then is it's harder for them to slide into the formula they'd established in season one so they kind of have to keep upping these stakes with other things because now echo is a consistent character and they can't just wipe her every episode yes and honestly like the the kind of standalone they were never really standalone but the the close to standalone episodes in season one were were i think very fun and good self-contained you know sci-fi-ish short stories Mm. whereas in season two because of what they were doing with echo that didn't really work. Like it just no. felt, it felt a bit contrived. Some of the things that they had to do to get it to function. Um, yeah, I'd agree. It's one of those shows where I feel like I, I would have loved it if we could have just gotten a few more seasons of like the original premise. You know, you know, like there are some shows that because all shows sort of have to evolve over time. Yeah. and there's yeah. some shows that take too long to do it, and then there are like other shows and Dollhouses. I think one of them where I'm like, oh, I actually don't think you explored that original premise as much as you could have. Mm. And because it's a very flexible one, like, uh, you know, she can be literally anyone. Um, there are so many, you know, it's a bit like, uh, you know, the reason Stargate is is said to have gone on for so long is because you could put anything you want on the other side of the gate. The reason Doctor yeah. Who's gone for 50 years is because 
you can put the TARDIS literally anywhere. And, and Dollhouse... Or any when. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, whereas Dollhouse had the same opportunity and, you know, for various reasons, didn't quite get to use it uh, anywhere near its full potential. Yeah, I, I would have said that they might have ran out of ideas, but there were some really great ideas in season two. Um, one of them that I... One of the ideas I really liked was an episode focusing around a senator um, who mm. is kind of campaigning against the dollhouse. Like he's found out the dollhouse is real and he's campaigning against it. Um, and what ends up being revealed, spoiler alert, is that this senator is actually a doll and is being used by the dollhouse for some shenanigans. Right? I, I loved that twist. Like, uh, did you yes, say it coming too. at all? No, I didn't. It was great. Um, but you know what dragged it down is... That was a great twist, and it had some really interesting character moments after he found out he was a doll, and he and Echo kind of allied themselves together and were having this kind of, you know, fight for their lifestyle thing. Mm. But then it got a bit too tied back into the main plot and and kind of got lost in the kind of muddy mess that that, that portion of season two was. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think, I, I mean, I guess you haven't seen it, so, like, I think... The best part of season two in terms of the overall plot is is sort of the ending when they actually mm. wrap it up because it's, you know, sort of, it, it's when it all comes together, obviously. So yeah, it's like, sure. you know, like, because it doesn't do a terrible job of it, it's the best part. Um, sure. And I, I agree, season two suffers from kind of being caught in the middle of it. Um, yeah. And, and with how they've set Echo up. Um, I think, although there is, there are obviously like still gems in, in season two. You mentioned that Senator one. Um. You know, if you're looking for a heart wrencher, the the Sierra based episode oh, yeah, early that on was fucking is tragic. Is really full on. Um, it, it was it was a great episode. Uh, it's, it's and really and a great powerful. standalone episode. And and actually, this yeah. is another thing. I think season two, the the characters that were the most interesting were Sierra and Victor. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, season two is really the Sierra and Victor show in a lot of ways <laughs> because all the other characters just don't like. It feels like. You know what it felt like? It felt like there were these great plot threads of, um, you know, Echo and uh, the agent whose name I've forgotten Ballad. right now, Ballad, and uh, Boyd, and, and all these characters who their plot threads were converging in a really interesting way. And that converging happened in season one, episode 11, 12, whatever it is, the the in air quotes finale of season one. Yes. <laughs> um, the finale that wasn't the actual finale. Um <laughs> And we'll talk about that in a second. But, yeah, so these plot threads all come crashing together in a really nice way. But then, you know, the show, it, the show's still going, so that can't, it can't be all fully resolved. And these characters are still in the show, and so these plot threads then kind of bounce away again and then kind of start turning back around and coming mm. back together. And you're kind of like, well, I already saw that, and it was, <laughs> it was satisfying until the bit where it didn't resolve. And so now I'm just kind of not interested in these characters as much. I, I think, like, Joss, Jed, and Marissa have all mentioned being a little bit surprised they got a season two. Like, mm. Epitar 1, which, you know, we will talk about for a while, I think, but uh, yeah. it was almost set up as a bit of a series finale, like, as a yeah, just-in-case. you get that vibe, <laughs> definitely. Um, like, it, it it opens up season two in a really interesting way, but uh, it, it also could have been the ending if it had needed to be. Yeah. Yeah, and I, yeah. I Honestly, I kind of feel like it would have worked better if it was here's this season, and now Boyd and Ballard and Echo and probably Alpha, they're all gone, their plot's done, 
let's do some new plots and we can keep Topher around and we can keep, you know, some of the characters, but we'll focus on Sierra and Victor because that's really what we want to do in season two anyway, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, but as we, uh, I think I mentioned it in the prescription, but like the show was actually greenlit for Eliza Dushku. So that was sort of never going yes. to happen. Yeah, um, that's fair. Uh, and she was, I honestly, I really, really loved her performance. I loved all of the performances. I, I was about to say, like, especially everyone who played a doll, yeah fucking they killed it. it um they yeah. killed it yeah even uh one that i didn't think i would find myself enjoying who is the doll that uh played melly slash uh november slash um millie was her actual name maggie nah. something yeah something like something that melly. sounds like melly but it's a bit different <laughs> yeah was <laughs> um, it natalie she- no no it was started with an m i'm pretty sure okay um anyway she was great like i thought i i kind of didn't like her character but then that was because her character was designed to specifically <laughs> appeal to Ballad. And I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. Like, I thought all of the all of the acting in this show was was top-notch, especially from a lot of people who aren't in that much stuff. Like I I was, I've been kind of checking out some of the actors and actresses, and they're just not in they haven't been doing that much lately. No. Um, you know, like uh, Eliza Dushku herself has only been in a handful of things since um, yep. that I've seen anyway. Um uh, you know the I've forgotten um the name of, of the woman who plays uh, Sierra because she yeah. she she shows up for an episode or two in just about every sci-fi show ever. She's like like I'm beginning. <laughs> She's great. She's I'm so be- good. Yeah, but I'm beginning to think there's some sort of like law against creating a sci-fi show that she doesn't at least have a cameo appearance in. Yeah. Um. But for some reason, I've never seen her really be a regular um mm. in in anything since Dollhouse. And then um and then of she's course, got the guy such plays a great Victor. Australian accent as well. Oh yeah. Uh, the guy who plays Victor is fantastic. I'm not going to try yeah. and say his name because I'll get it wrong. Yeah. Um, but a lot uh, of hard to pronounce names in this show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, like his his impressions of uh, other characters are phenomenal. Oh my god! There's that episode where Topher puts his own brain in Victor's body, and <laughs> this actor perfectly nails Topher's voice, his mannerisms, to the extent that I actually, when I first saw it, thought that they had redubbed his <laughs> mouth movements with Topher's voice because it was so on point. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, his, his first name's Enver, like the actor. Yeah. I feel comfortable saying that part. And yeah, he, he, he really nailed it. Um, so yeah, we're good performances all around. Um, yeah. But yeah, why, why don't we talk about the Epitar uh, episode yeah. that you saw? Yeah. So I, I kind of messaged you as I was watching this episode being like, at the start, of course, my message was, did I, is this the wrong show? <laughs> like, is this a different show? Uh, because it's very different. It's it's stylistically different. It's all different characters until we get to about 15 minutes in where we see, um, what's her name? Whisper? Whiskey. Whiskey, that's it. Um, and she obviously serves as a conduit to start doing some flashbacks where we see the other characters and kind of some situations. Um, but even in those flashbacks, these characters are you know, two or three years advanced from where we know them in the show. And so they're all quite different. They're at different stages of their life. Yeah. Um, I I don't know if I liked this finale or not. I, I liked it. I probably would have liked it more if it wasn't, if it didn't have the flashbacks, which is a <laughs> weird thing to say. Like, it felt like a, a kind of self-contained story set in an alternate feature of 
the TV show Dollhouse rather than an episode of the TV show Dollhouse. I mean, well, yeah, it's interesting because it was made, uh, as we sort of said, it was made on a uh, as a potential finale. Uh, this is actually, I think, really the episode where Jed and Marissa really took the wheel for a bit. Mm. Uh, and it's sort of the episode I point to as like the thing that made me realize that Jed and Marissa are like, you know, really, really talented, um, you know, specifically them. Um, yeah. Wait, and, and in fact, the song that plays at the end of this uh, is is one of my favourites of all time, and it was made, uh, like composed and sung by them. Mm. Um, but yeah, like it 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 feels weirdly out of place, and in fact, it never actually aired. It, it it's only on like the DVD copies, um, which, which is so strange. I mean, I yeah. get it, but the interesting thing is, when I first watched it, I had the view of oh, this is a kind of like alternate universe of what could happen in the future of this technology. That's kind of a cool angle. Mm. But season two kind of explicitly starts going down the path of, hey, this is where we're going. So get ready, world. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I felt like the fact that season two led more into that path kind of retroactively made the finale a little bit more interesting, but- I, yeah, I well, think I would have liked it more if it wasn't tied into Dollhouse, honestly. Well, I think, like, what what makes the, the concept of Epitar, like, so, really sort of stand out is it it didn't air, and, like, that cha- that would change your understanding of season two, I think, a lot. Mm. Like, I, mm. I think a lot of- every time I watch season two, so much of it is framed from the understanding of where things are, you know, maybe going to end up in yeah. in what we saw in Epitar 1. And and so you're just sort of sitting there and you're like, how did people cope with season two not knowing this? Is it better? Is it worse? Like, I, yeah, it would be yeah, a very different experience. Yeah, because there are there are scenes of uh, for, well, let's talk about one specific example, which is Adele. Adele Dewitt, her name is the manager of the dollhouse. Yeah. She is the one that she she has this moment where she betrays Topher by taking a piece of technology that he's developed that he realizes is a bad idea. And taking it to the dollhouse executives um, mm. in what is a betrayal of Topher, and it obviously comes across that way, but we as the audience have the context that this betrayal is the thing that sets what happens in season in the epitaph of season one in motion, right? Like that's the context to this betrayal. And so it makes it so much worse because we know Topher is right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's there's not many points in the series where you get to look to Topher as the moral high ground. I know, um, right? <laughs> so, uh, what a great guy he is, though. I love him. He's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just I, I, I love the concept of Epitar One. Just as like, what a ballsy decision to use oh, yeah. for like a show going forward to almost immediately show the end of your story and then try and continue um, to tell that story and i mean obviously we sort of talked about how in season two they maybe struggled at times with with coping with that but uh it's yeah. such an, it's such an interesting concept like i just you got to give props for what an amazing idea it is i i do think it's a it's a baller move but i kind <laughs> of think it it is what helped lead to this feeling of the ending of season one feeling unresolved um and even if you imagine this the epitaph instead of being the finale of season one being the first episode of season two, it would change the it would change the feeling significantly. It would feel like, okay, the ending we got to season one is actually the end of that bit. And now we can jump into the, the next part of the story. I don't know. I 
it kind of left a weird vibe in my mouth of even just the moment of finishing, you know, the 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 end of season one before the epitaph. I don't know. It was mm. like episode 11 or something, episode 12. Um, yeah, the sort of main season, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And, and thinking, wow, okay, like things just went down, but Alpha's still out there and stuff at the dollhouse hasn't really been resolved. Oh, okay, there's another episode. Let's go into it and- now I can see, okay, well, we're, we're almost there, but we need a little bit more resolution. And then you start up the episode and it's just not, it doesn't deal with that <laughs> at all. And I'm kind of like, okay, but I still feel like there's, you know, another episode's worth of wrap up that needs to happen here before I feel like the season feels concluded. And, you know, the epitaph obviously is doing what it's doing, but it's not doing that. Um, doesn't set out to do that. I I do like what you you just said about it like being the start of season two rather than mm. the end of season one because like I agree with everything you just said but as well so much of some of the early twists and plot developments as we've already talked about are established in Epitaph one yeah like for like as one simple example Epitaph one is the one is the episode that first introduces us to the fact that Ballad is going to become Echo's handler and yeah. then the first episode of season two is basically showing us how that comes about yeah Yeah. um and and like this is one of those things where it completely changes your watching of that episode because you're seeing this and you're sort of trying to follow as it's going being like okay so this is how he's going to end up being her her handler and um so you're right like it's doing more for season two than it is for season one um so i can see what you're talking about like uh boyd and dr saunders having a romantic relationship or like adele and Topher seemingly having a maybe romantic relationship or something while Topher's kind of loses the plot and goes real off the deep end. Well, it's more of a it's more of a mother son. Like she, yeah, she takes on a right. maternal yeah, role. That's fair. Um, um and, well, and I think like it's 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 very interesting because she she's she's not quite the villain of season one, but she's certainly not a sympathetic character for the most yeah. part. And then, but she does do a heel turn in season two. <laughs> yeah, and Epitar again is what lays the seeds for that because you see her helping the dolls defend the house in Epitar one, and so you sort of come into season two with this concept that eventually, at some point, she's going to switch to their side, and I think they do have fun with that because she goes full on villain halfway through the season, and you're like, oh god, what's happening? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, it does feel like it should just have been the first episode of season two. I don't know. I, I don't know. I like we're kind of I feel like I've been pretty negative on the show, but I have really enjoyed it. I really really enjoyed the first season with a, a mm. moderately disappointing conclusion, and I am enjoying the second season and I expect the conclusion to be great based on the amount of hype up that you've been doing for it, Elliot. So don't oh, let me no, down. I, I, I said it reminds me of Serenity, which is which is good, but it feels rushed. Yeah. Um I'll be interested I'll be interested to hear your thoughts on it later. Um we'll have to talk about it at some point. Mm. Uh, well, at our next annual checkup, I suppose. Yeah. Um, now, I know one of the reasons you brought this up was because on our other yes. show, Deep Impact, we're at a point where we're talking about some interesting ethical questions that kind of mirror some of those that are, you know, danced around in Dollhouse. Yes. Uh, the the discussions we've been having over there were very much an influence uh, for this pick finally coming about. And uh, mm. yeah, you're right. We, we sort of have to do this. So I think um, we, we will dive into the ethics of the dollhouse. So are you pro dollhouse or anti dollhouse? So look, it's interesting because the dollhouse Adele sells to people, which is where the dolls are consenting people who come out yep. uh, better for it. 
Yep, it's like a way of serving time in prison without having to remember it. Yes, which I I do not have a problem with that concept. I actually think there's some benefit to that. Um, yep. Except for the fact that, that that's not at all what it is. Like Adele's no, concept of consent is horrifically like <laughs> yes. underdeveloped. Um, um, she's like, oh, you know, they all volunteered for this. And it's like she she basically holds them at gunpoint and gets them to volunteer. Or like, you know, Sierra. Sierra was not a volunteer, okay? Like, yes. <laughs> uh, they were uh, misled, sure, but yeah. There And then, so I, I, I'm totally with you there. And then the other thing is that they volunteered to be kind of used for whatever for five years, which, okay, they've consented to that hypothetically, fine. Mm. But then the dollhouse basically just does whatever the fuck they want with them with no guarantee of actually letting them go at the end of the five years. Like, some people will get addict, some people will go out and, like, kill missions and end up dying. Like, there's these... They basically just, once they have them sign the dotted line, do whatever the fuck they want with them, really with no idea of actually having them returned at the end of the five years yes and because there's, there's that sort of lack of accountability you know there's stuff like where they threaten to send echo to the attic and it's like so are you going to give her back in four and a half years then yeah exactly um, right uh yeah it's it's very interesting like but again if this was sort of a more public thing and there was an accountability there you could see it you know sort of sort of you could see a situation where it works and i think like because the Definitely best example the best example is um victor and um God, I, I hope I'm not. I hope I'm not jumping here. But like, like, how much do you know about Victor's uh, civilian identity? So he's a soldier, right? He's a soldier yes. with PTSD. Um, and Victor is. I've gotten past the episode where Victor is released from the dollhouse. Okay, His good. time yep. comes to an end, and he goes back into the real world. And so, seemingly, Victor is an ideal case for this. Is what the dollhouse could be in a, in a purest sense, right? Yes. He's got PTSD. They bring him in. They say, "Hey, we'll cure your PTSD." Uh, it will take five years of your life and then you'll be able to go back to living a normal life. Well, um, well it's not just a normal life. That's the thing. They they set you up very well because, oh yeah, because like, you know, it's a very profitable business. And that, that is one thing that they don't quite stingy out on is they do actually set these people up pretty well Yep, and, and regularly check in on them for selfish reasons as much as humanitarian ones. Um, yeah. But you're right. Like Victor is a great case. It's someone he's got. He's got like this condition, and they're saying, "Hey, we'll pay you, and we'll fix your condition in exchange for this." Seems like a pretty a- good and offer. It'll take one second. You won't. You know, you'll you'll close your eyes. You'll open your eyes. It'll be five years later, and we're done. And it's good deal. I would. Yeah. I would take that deal. Well, right? that's the thing. Like there are. I, I think there are a lot of people who you know have like mental issues who would probably like be very interested in in a deal like that. It makes yeah. a lot of sense. Except. He does get out, and it doesn't really seem like they fixed his problem very well because he still suffers from PTSD a little bit mm. during that episode. And I guess you know it comes into the limits of science or whatever. But I was sort of like, I don't really feel like they they met they their, end, their of the end of the bargain, yeah. which I think really sells this idea of the dollhouse being shit. Because I can't think of a single person who was there genuinely willingly. Like uh, you know, the only other person whose origin story we know is Alpha, uh, mm. and he was a you know prisoner on death row that they were basically experimenting on so yep um that's not very good either <laughs> we've got uh we've got november slash melly slash maggie um we she seemed to do okay in the dollhouse well so hers is an interesting one because it seems like and i might be wrong but her her daughter i think died yeah and she was grieving and that's what sent her to the dollhouse which is um yep. I mean, did she have them 
wipe some of the grief because that's kind of yeah, dark right um like you know the only other thing is like oh i want it to be five years except she doesn't experience the five years so she's just gonna like maybe they accelerated that in in the imprint that they put on her at the end it was sort of like mm. she had finished grieving um yeah i don't know yeah who knows who knows um i i do think the ideal of the dollhouse has some interesting merit but uh needs implementation needs work (laughs) yeah uh, uh, yeah the theory has some merits but the execution leaves a lot to be desired yeah um yeah all right well we solved that ethical problem (laughs) (laughs) well i think okay i mean to to sort of tie it a bit more into the deep impact discussion would, would this be more or less okay if they were robots uh more okay because robots don't have souls <laughs> okay uh, yeah i don't think we're gonna get anywhere on this one it's westworld all over again let's be honest <laughs> like you know they're just robots and honestly i feel bad because a few times in my head i thought of the dolls as robots which i know they're not like <laughs> there were times when they're being threatened with a gun and i'm like why do you care if you get shot you're a robot and then i'm like oh wait no you're not a robot you're still a human body because it's because anyway. it's basically the same thing. Anyway, that's that's fine. Um, yeah. Do we have anything more to say about uh, Dollhouse? I I really liked it. I know we've talked about a lot of things that I like gripes that I had with it, but I've been really enjoying it. I'm going to finish it off, and I'm giving it an eight and a half out of ten. Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, I, yeah. I I would agree. It kind of feels like some of the things I like the most. It feels like we spend the most time talking about the negatives, and I almost feel it's because yeah. it's like. When it's so close to being perfect, you focus more on just just why it wasn't when you come at it yeah. critically. Um, yeah. Where, yeah. Whereas, like you know, there are things if you don't like them as much, you you sit there and try to find the good and, and talk about that. Whereas the good things, it's just like, yeah, this is great. I cared about this show a lot, right? Which is why I care about the things that annoyed me about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, speaking about caring about a show a lot and finding things that annoy you about it, I'm bringing a show to you today uh, called The Boys. I've I've heard of this one. Yes, it's impossible that you haven't because I'm pretty sure Amazon spent. Uh, let me look this up. Yep, one bajillion dollars advertising it. Um, I mean, honestly, I think most of my exposure to it has just been as somebody who is like reading Ward as it's coming out. Right. Like I I don't know which I saw more of posts comparing the boys to Worm or posts complaining that everyone's comparing the boys to Worm. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yes, because it is a a superhero deconstruction, uh, which of course means that it gets compared to Worm in the circles that we run in, of course. Uh, yes, I mean, gritty, gritty, uh, I saw a lot of people complaining that just because it's gritty superheroes, it doesn't mean it's Worm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, what if superheroes, wait for it, weren't good? <laughs> Whoa! Also, it is uh, Worm. <laughs> yeah or or you know the entirety of the the dc expanded universe yeah <laughs> but um no but it, it it is interesting um and and the interesting thing about it is that this is a really a show about i'm gonna say it it's a show about capitalism and why capitalism is bad <laughs> <laughs> um it's all about like the image and the pr industry that goes into making these superheroes and uh kind of what <laughs> why that fucks them up so much i would say um yeah it, okay. i don't i don't think it ever is inherently too political but it does make some fun anti-capitalist statements and it has a lot of kind of contemporary political allegories which i think are also quite fun yeah okay i mean like yeah that sounds good and, and interesting i'm always down for something that kind of points out the problems of late stage capitalism yep uh it's great acting it's a funny show 
Um, although there are a few things that I kind of, I don't know, a few bits about it that I, that kind of niggled at me a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, there is one character in particular who is introduced to us doing some sick shit, but then after that, they're kind of just a joke the whole time. And it's really weird. Like you first meet this character and you, they are scum and then they're just like a joke for the rest of the show. And I, a joke that you kind of can't laugh at because you were introduced to them doing sick shit. So you're like, I don't know how to feel about this. Yeah. Okay. I guess we can talk about that later, though. Yeah, I guess I'll, guess I'll, you know, see see where I land on all that. But uh, I mean, that's definitely a risk you can run with with this sort of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, definitely. Um, I I do really like the plot of this show as well. I think it goes in some very interesting directions, and uh, the uh, the main villain, I'll say, the the villain of the show is genuinely terrifying, and um, cool, the actor good. pulls it off in a way that is pretty incredible. Um. So that's all I'm going to say about it, the boys. And uh, yeah, it's based on a comic book, of course, because it's a superhero thing. Well, yeah, I guess I guess it has to be. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So sorry, I've just looked it up. And so there's eight, there's eight episodes. So yeah, it it's, be... it's quite a short little thing, uh, but each one is maybe an hour long. So I guess yeah, not okay. that short. Uh, no, I'm, um, I'm, yeah. I'm, keen, I'm keen for this. Um, like this, this sounds like, you know, I, I guess obviously- I don't think, unless you're trying to avoid it, nobody's wanting for uh, superhero content uh, these days. But, uh, you know, there's some really, really good stuff that's come out of that. And this seems like it's hopefully fitting into that category. Yeah. I mean, the the original comic came out as a kind of response to superhero comics. And this definitely Mm -hmm. feels like it's a response to superhero films. Um, That's nice. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it it definitely, it it feels like the right time for this show to have come out. It's, it's, It's great um cool and that's the boys we'll we'll uh, check back in in a fortnight to see what you thought of it i suppose yes uh but if you can't wait that long mm-hmm. uh, to share your thoughts on the boys you can hit us up on twitter which is at media md podcast indeed um if you're enjoying media md this very show why not leave us a review on itunes we see all the reviews that are left and we really appreciate them so why not yeah. do it and on and on stitcher now we we you know the mm. Doof, the Doof Media Network has just realised that Stitcher has reviews and so we're yep. also getting those now. Uh, it's very exciting. Yep. Also, obviously, now that we're part of the Doof Network, uh, you can support us at Patreon.com/slash/DoofMedia. Uh, yes. There's a bunch of really cool perks that you get that relate to all the shows on the Doof Network. Uh, if you you know donate at this level, I, let me let me give you let me give you listeners a hot tip because. There's a bit of a scam going on with the Patreon at the moment, the Doof Media Patreon, where the best perk that you can actually get is the $1 perk. Mm-hmm. So don't tell anybody, but if you back us at $1, you get access to what is, in my opinion, the best perk on the whole dang thing, which is access to the Doof Media Discord, which is yeah. where a lot of great discussion happens. Um, we'll be discussing uh, things for MediaMD, like The Boys, like Dollhouse, like whatever else we talk about um yeah so there's a there's a specific media md channel on that server um ruben did a bunch of live uh reactions to dollhouse mm-hmm, in there mm-hmm. uh, i'll probably do the same thing for the boys uh if if there's Ooh, interest that sounds fun uh so you know it's it's a great way to sort of be be in more immediate contact with us yeah and kind of bounce ideas around with us about the content that we're talking about yes um yeah, so links to do all of those things can be found on doofmedia.com, which is also the new place to find clues for the Media MD ARG. You can help us figure out just who is Dr. MD and why did he fall asleep 
for a little while. Elliot, why don't you tell the listeners this fortnight's clue? Receiver. Receiver, and we'll see you next fortnight. Fortnight.